So this semester, we are doing a study on relationships. Um, and that is because relationships are so important to Jesus. Our theme verse for the semester is John 13, 35. And it says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So we talked about this last week, that it is a high call that we handle our relationships well. The way that the world knows that we are faithful followers of Jesus, that we are passionate about our God is by the way we treat the people in our lives. Um, so it's important that we talk about this. And week one, we talked about how important it is that first we are rooted in Christ, that we know that Christ is the only person that can complete us, that if we try and go to different relationships to, to, to complete us, we are um, going to be disappointed and we're going to disappoint other people. And so we have to know that Christ is the one that satisfies us and that is where our joy is found. And so this week we're going to talk about friendship. And I just want to start off by saying, y'all, friendships are so important and they are vital to have a flourishing life as a human. I mean, there's studies that show that our um, bodies physically um, are affected, that it affects our physical health if we don't have deep relationships. So we are designed to be in relationship. I mentioned it last week and we talked a lot about it last semester, but from the beginning of time, God said it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. We are designed to be in relationships. And then we're also made in the image of God. And I love this quote um, by a guy named Shigematsu. It's a fun last name. Um, he says, God is one Yet God exists in a community of three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. At the center of the universe is a relationship. Relationships are woven into our nature, crafted into our DNA. When we connect with others in healthy, loving ways, we reflect the image of God. So how cool is that? God exists in relationships. That's what the Trinity is. And so we are created in the image of God. Therefore, relationships, this desire to be in relationship is in our DNA. It's in our nature. And so friendship is important. Um, but let's look at what Jesus says about friendship in John 15. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. It'll also be on the screen for you to follow along. John 15 starting in verse 9. Give you a second to turn there. <clears throat> so it says, Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So this is what we talked about last week, okay? So this is a little recap of what we talked about last week, that we first have to abide in Jesus in that relationship. And then he goes on to say, Jesus says, This is my command, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave 
does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, that you love one another. So Jesus is talking to his disciples here. And he is saying, I got out of order. Um, He is saying that this is my number one command, is that you love other people and that you do it in a way that um, reflects the way that I have treated you. So Jesus is talking to his 12 disciples here, and these are the guys that he has chosen to be his friends while he walks this earth. These are his people that he has chosen to do life with. And he um, then goes on to say that the greatest act that you can do as a friend is to lay down your life for your friend. And y'all, he's foreshadowing here what he's going to do, that he's going to pull the ultimate friend card by giving his life up on the cross for the disciples, for his friends, and then ultimately all of us. And so this is a command also. I want us to notice that he's saying this is my command. It's not just an option. It's not something you do when you feel like it, but it's a command to love one another in deep, intimate friendships. And we are called to live out sacrificial love like Jesus teaches us here. So if we want to be obedient and live our lives um, out in the way that Jesus teaches us and live our friendships out in the way Jesus teaches us, we cannot be selfish in our relationships. We cannot be selfish in our relationships. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says this, self-centered love loves for the sake of itself. Spiritual love loves for the sake of Christ. So in other words, our motive should be to love others for Christ's sake, not for our own sake, not to go get something out of our relationships. And I want us to think about this, like how often do you go into relationships thinking, what can I get out of this? How often do you go into a time, spending time with a friend, how can this benefit me? No, that's not how we're called to live in relationship. We're called to put others' needs above our own, to love sacrificially like Jesus did. Um, So I want us to think about this. How do you make sacrifices for your friends? How do you make sacrifices for your friends? Because I know that... None of us here have been called to actually lay down our lives for our friends because we're, we're all still here. But we have opportunities to make sacrifices for our friends on a daily basis, to put their needs above our own. And I know that college can be a really selfish, individualistic time. And it can be a time where you're focused really on yourself. And what's best for me? How can I graduate most quickly? How can I get the best grades? How can I make money? How can I um, look cool? How can I have the best friendships, um, be in the coolest friend group? It can be all about you, but we need to be thinking, how can we look like Jesus in the way that we sacrifice, in the way that we put others' needs above our own? Um, It can be as simple as taking a phone call from a friend late at night when you wish you could be asleep. 
Um, or maybe money is something that you hold really tightly, but you can practice being sacrificial by buying somebody's lunch. I mean, it doesn't have to be these crazy radical things. It can be, and the Lord might be calling you to that, but it can be really simple ways that we practice being sacrificial too. So let's think about that. That's our first question at our table. How do you make sacrifices for your friends? So David, how, not Siri, David. Um, so how do you make sacrifices for your friends? Um, hello. So as we were talking over there, I thought the first person that came to mind was my best friend, my roommate, um, and how he, I'm very much, if there's an issue, I want to resolve it then and there. And he's that type of person where if there's an issue, he wants to think about it, you know, process it, make sure that he's not acting out of emotion, and then deal with it. And so I've had to sacrifice kind of my pride, I guess, yeah. to allow him that time to not to be like, hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's wrong? Hey, what's wrong? What's wrong? Um, and give him that time to kind of slow down and process it and then um, tell me about it if he ever does tell me about it. Um, but yeah, and we were also talking about like love languages. We kind of uh, mentioned that the other day. Um, but we associate that with relationships, you know, romantic boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, but knowing a friend's love language, like if you're not a physical touch person, but your friend is, maybe sacrifice and give them a good long hug, you know? Like, um, or if it's like words of affirmations, tell them how nice they look today, or, you know, small stuff like that. So it could really be, you know, big things or little things. Yeah, so. that's good. Um, is that working? Can you all hear me? Okay. Anyway, so um, one thing for me that I used to be good at, um, I've slacked in it in the past few months in my close friendships, but um, my dear friend Abby reminded me of it last night, but like I call it accountability, um, but really it's just not like sacrificing my fear of them getting mad at me and there being a rift between us and our friendship or whatever, just to be honest with them and be like, hey, you're going down this wrong path. I see you, like, it's, it's not heading to a good place and, like, let me help redirect you or, like, hey, you're talking, like, gossip really bad. Like, that's not good. You know, just, like, correcting people from a loving, in a loving way um, and not being afraid of how, like, that's going to end for me in it because... Mm -hmm it's for their good, not mine, Yeah, you know, so. Um, and then another thing that is really hard for me um, with time management, like, I get so flustered with, like, all the to-do lists that I keep up here that just keeps me, like, stressed out. And sometimes, like, I have to remind myself, like, if there's a friend that's really needing some prayer in life, like, I can make the sacrifice to sit down for 10 minutes and intentionally pray about them. Like, that is something that's really hard for me to do, and trust me, I do not do it enough, um, but definitely is sacrificial because I'm like, I need to go do this, I need to do that, I don't have much time for this, but it's like, okay, slow down, because this person really needs it, and, you know, it's not going to hurt me in the long run to yeah. sit down and pray for them, so. Yeah, time is a huge one, too, I mean... I think we all just think we're so busy all the time and that our time is so important and um, being willing to, yeah, put a, 
put aside maybe some studying that you have to do or um, other responsibilities to just show up. And yeah, that's really good. Who else? What else do y'all want to share? Cutter? Yeah, so um, for me with um, how I can sacrifice time for my friends, um, so with a lot of my close friends being back in in the in the Dallas uh, um, area, like a couple times throughout the week, even though seriously, like uh, I get home from also a work, I'm seriously like uh, I'm super tired. I don't want to. I I just want to. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to do anything. Um, for me, it is more about um, continuing the relationships that I have built and not let those uh, friendships tie. And uh, and for seriously, me, like a couple times of also week, like I'll like try to give them a call and see if also we can talk for a second. If seriously, they're also busy at that point of us time. I can't help that because that is a part of us. I've put us like at at seriously east. I'm like trying to pursue that friendship, even though I'm like three hours away. So, yeah, long distance friendships are really hard and, and do take a lot of sacrifice. I'm not very good at them. <laughs> I will be honest about that. Who else? David? I, uh, before I answer the question, I have to definition about the love. Love is a chain of positive feeling. So why I come to a with you, but another one I'm not come to with you because this person give me a lot of positive feeling. Uh, what, what, what did Jesus said? Like, sacrifice to the people, love enemy, lay down my life to, for, for my friend. That's basically give the people positive feeling. When you give me a lot of positive feeling, I cannot hate you. Even if I want it, I cannot hate you because you give me a lot of positive feeling. So if you don't love me, I keep loving you. If you don't, if you don't like me, you hate me, I keep, I keep uh, treat you well. If you, mm-hmm. if you don't want to say hi to me, I keep saying hi to me. Saying hi to me, that's a love. And another one, all this is give the people positive feeling, and God's did a revenge and punishment. We're not allowed to do any punishment or revenge. Our did is give people positive feeling. That's all. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Anyone else? Harper? Hey guys, uh, we actually had a really good conversation over here. Um, it's always a competition for y'all. Yeah, but it was a lot better than Jill Steen's table over there. Um, but yeah, we kind of like had a lot of points, but we also talked about like a lot of times you like sacrifice and it's just like the little things that you like sacrifice. And we also talked about like when it's your friends, like you don't really feel like you're sacrificing a lot, but it's just like you like do it because you love them and like you're there for them and like you said uh we're all like meant to be around other people and we're meant for others so it kind of like we do it without even thinking too Mm -hmm. and you like because you're drawn towards other people and drawn towards helping other people so 
it's kind of what we talked about, a little summarization. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we do like desire to be needed. Um, so we want to meet people's needs. That's a really good quality in us. But again, with that, we have to be careful that it's not all about us and how it makes us feel. It's to be Christ to other people. Yeah. Um, funny story. So since my friend Skylar is here, um, she, she was feeling really sick a few months ago, and I had to take her to the ER, and um, she ended up having an ovary that was twisted, and it's like pretty serious, and uh, it's causing her a lot of pain. But I was a really great friend and sacrificed the fact that I hate throwing up. Like, I absolutely cannot stand it and she was throwing up everywhere and I just had to hide my face in the corner and I was like you're gonna be okay you're not gonna die um so that that was my big sacrifice you're welcome Skylar um so let's look at a story in the old testament um we're gonna turn to first Samuel 18 someone wants we want to turn there and someone want to read it where where are mics Okay, you got it. First Samuel 18, 1 through 4. Yes. After David had finished uh, talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his uh, tunic, and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Thank you. Perfect. So a little context here. Um, Saul is the king at the time. Um, He's the king of Israel. And uh, David is... um, the person who is heir to, or he um, got anointed to be king next. Okay, so the Lord is with David at this point, and Saul has lost favor with the Lord. So um, Saul and David used to be friends at one point, but Saul is noticing that the Lord's favor is on David, and the Lord is starting to give David a lot of strength, and he's um, being really successful in battles. And so Saul starts to get pretty jealous of David. And then also, we know that Jonathan is Saul's son, and so how typically it works, right, is the son gets to take the throne after the father dies. But David is now the one who is anointed to take the throne. So there's an interesting relationship here. Um, Jonathan should be following in his father's lead and be jealous of David. He should see David as an enemy and as a rival. He shouldn't like David But we see here that they have this really intimate friendship. Um, They have a soul bond and a covenant friendship because Jonathan chooses to lay down his life for a friend. He chooses um, to accept the Lord's calling on David's life and um, embrace that and be his friend and even go against his family, go against his own father to be friends with David. And so I want to look at this friendship. Um, It talks about their souls being knit together. So what is this soul friendship that we're seeing here? We don't, I don't think we talk about, we don't use this term at soul friends very often. 
Um, but this is someone that you uh, share the deepest parts of yourself with. This is someone that you work hard to share your hopes and dreams, but you also share your secrets and your deepest fears and your struggles. This is someone that you let all your walls down with, that you don't have anything to hide, someone that you trust and that you know that you can count on. So a soul friend is a very, very vulnerable relationship, but it's a relationship that we all need in our lives. We need these type of deep friendships, someone who knows every part of us, someone who's going to encourage us in our highs and help us in our lows. And so this is the type of friendship that we see here, the soul friendship with David and Jonathan. Um, but this friendship um, is something that we should reserve for a few, group, a few select group of people. It, this friendship isn't, soul friendships aren't for everyone we come in contact with. Okay, Jesus models how we should do friendship really well. He loves everyone he comes in contact right, with, right? He is hospitable to anyone he meets. But then he chooses 12 people to do life with, to walk alongside of, and to be his close friends. But then he also has three, Peter, James, and John, who are his soul friends, who are in his inner circle, who know the intimate parts about him. And so that's what we should really be striving for in our friendships. You want to be, as a follower of Jesus, kind to everyone you meet, and you want to find ways to serve everyone you meet. Um, and then you want to have a close group of friends, people that you have fun with and that you enjoy and can, you can go on ski trips with and go camping with. And then you also want to have your three to five, one even, people that know your soul, that know the deepest parts of you. And I think that's really hard for us Sometimes, um, with social media especially, like we think we need to have hundreds and hundreds of friends. We think we need to have everybody know us, um, but if we aren't careful, we're going to have um, really wide friendships. We're going to have lots and lots of friends, but we're not going to have any deep friendships. We're not going to have anyone who truly knows us because we have to put in the work to find those, those soul friendships. Um, again, another quote from Shigematsu that I really love, uh, it says, he says, but spiritual friendship is not just something that makes us feel better. It's a gift that helps us become better. The goal of spiritual friendship is not to have all our viewpoints validated, but to be formed in Christ. A true friend offers encouragement, but is also willing to challenge and even rebuke us. And so our soul friends are the ones who can encourage us, can speak truth into our lives, can call the good things out in you and remind you that you're sons and daughters of Christ and hype you up. But they're also the people who should be able to have the space in your life to say, hey, Sydney, you're, you're really um, not loving people very well. You're being selfish with your time. Or, hey, Cindy, when's the last time you opened your Bible? How are you doing with that? Or how, um, how are you doing with treating your husband? And they're the people who are going to call out um, and rebuke you when you are living in sin and you're walking away from the Lord. 
Um, so we, we need to find these soul friendships. We need to put in the work to let people truly know us and let our walls down. And then second, something that's really interesting about David and Jonathan's relationship is that they make a covenant. They make a covenant with their friendship. And how many of you guys have a covenant friendship? Has any of you made a covenant with your friends? No, not really anyone. Yeah, it's not really a normal thing that we do, right? Covenants are normal in marriage. We make covenants and we have a high view of marriage and a high view of commitment in marriage, but we don't really make covenants in our friendships. Like, we don't sign any papers that we are going to be committed to our friends. But why, why don't we do that? Why don't we have a higher view of friendship? I mean, it was very normal in the ancient world to make covenants with your friends, to be committed to your friends and not just drop them when things get hard, not just drop them when someone disagrees with you or hurts your feelings. No, we have a higher view of friendship and put in the work when things get hard. Um, so I really think that as Christians, we should consider having a higher view of friendship and that we should be people who work hard even when things get hard and messy in friendships. Um, Because remember, biblical relationships require sacrifice, right? And then lastly, Jonathan and David, um, Jonathan gives David his tunic, his robe, and his sword, and his bow. And this is symbolism for handing over his birthright. He is saying, I am laying down my rights to the kingdom to you. And this is really laying down his life for his friend. Um, and so our next question that I want us to talk about is, what characteristics of David and Jonathan's soul friendship stick out to you? How does this inspire you to be a better friend? Or maybe how does this um, challenge you to look for better friends in your life? Yeah, well, um, so I would talk to the the group last night about this, and we, I have a problem with, like, oversharing, uh, just kind of with everybody, um, like, things that probably shouldn't be, like, said, usually, um, so, uh, let's see. It's okay, you don't have to answer the question perfectly, oh, okay. sharing yeah. some of your story. Yeah, so, yeah, just, what I usually do is just, yeah, that happens a lot where I'm just, just overly overly sharing my soul with people and um i i try to make a lot of friends with like that and it kind of like stabs me in the back a little bit so yeah 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 i mean it is it's good to be vulnerable with people but we again want to choose those people that we know we can trust and that are going to be with us in the the long run and um so yeah yeah i appreciate you sharing that (laughs) Um, also, okay, so this is my friend Skylar, um, who is one of my soul friends, um, and we've known each other for eight years now, we were talking about that, we went to high school together, and she also went to UHB, and was on the leadership team in college, and so I asked her to come share with us. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so you asked me that, okay, you didn't have any Yeah, no, you go ahead. Um, okay, Hi. So Sydney asked me to share. She literally texted me at like lunchtime today and was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? (laughs) Well, I guess I'm speaking at Vespers. So thanks for having me, folks. 
Um, she also was like, well, I think that you should share on the fact that you don't make friends and um, don't let anyone in and because you're an Enneagram 6. Um, so I don't know if the Enneagram's still cool, but I am a 6, wing 5, strong wing 5. What, what's the Enneagram 6? The loyalist. But I think the, with the wing 5, it's called like the skeptic or something like that. And that is my thing. Like I am skeptical of anyone that talks to me. Um, anything I see, anything I read, automatically, I'm skeptical. So in college, I did not invest in any friendships. I did not, like really, I, I can look back and have like zero friends um, from my time at UMHB. I just did not invest. And so when I graduated and like, one day y'all will learn that is the darkest time of your life. Don't scare them. I'm going to scare you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I did not have, <laughs> sorry, I did not have. She's a skeptic, guys, remember. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Negative Nancy. Um, I did not have friends coming out of that, and so it was a very, very lonely time for me. And just I got into a lot of like deep, dark mental health stuff, very dark place, um, and when I joined the small group that Sydney was in, it was like, like a life raft just being thrown to me, and like, since then, my entire life has changed, and I have this group now, not just like one person, but I have all of these people that are affirming me, and uplifting me, and encouraging me, and... Um, what is that word that you used? Holding me accountable for things, um, which is, sucks, but it's really good. <laughs> Sorry, so it is really nice to have a friend where when you're dying, you can call them and say, please take me to the hospital, let me throw up on you. Then they do that. Like before this past year, I really didn't have that. And so, I don't know, my encouragement would be, really invest in the people that you are here with and be really disciplined in how you spend your time. If there are people that are in your group now, like really make it a priority to set time apart with them weekly. Um, and I know that college students love to keep their schedules open, but you need to block off time that's not open for the people that you love and that you care about so that one day when you graduate, you don't end up like me. Um, <laughs> and apparently Dalton. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I so I think that these two people are awesome representatives of two different sides of the spectrum. You can be someone who is an oversharer, um, which it makes Bailey a really good friend. When you are in his inner circle, he is going to let you in, and that makes a really good friend. Or you can be a skeptic and not want to let people in. And then you look up and realize no one really knows me. And that can be a really scary feeling. Um, so, yeah. What else do you all have to say about this question? Thanks, guys, for sharing. No problem. You're welcome. Anyone else want to share? Who wants this? Hey. I think our table, we were talking about discussing and like sharing and being vulnerable with others. And we mentioned that 
Um, I don't know for everybody else, but at our table, we said for girls it's easier to be vulnerable than guys. Um, but back home, I have a good group of guys, and we're great accountability partners, and we talk about those tough subjects and and have those hard conversations that we need. And I think the soul friend or whatever you want to call it, I think those are found in like elementary school or friends you've grown up with your whole life who know you personally a lot better than maybe a friend for a year, year and a half or so. Yeah. Yeah. Those soul friends do take time. They're not like something that happened overnight. Um, and they take a lot of work. You have to be willing to be committed and put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah. And guys, you, the males in the room, break that gender norm and be vulnerable. Like it is worth it. Yeah, cry, guys. It is good for you. Anyone else? Who else? What stood out to you about David and Jonathan's relationship? Oh, over here. Sorry. Hey, um, I would like to say, first of all, we may not have had the best conversations, but we had really good conversations, so I just wanted to point that Thank out. You. Thank but, you. But um, not in regards to a soul friend, um, but more of, like, not everyone is meant to be your soul friend, mm-hmm. and how we talked a lot about how friendship is a two-way street, and if someone is not giving equally to your friendship, maybe they're not meant to stay in your life, like... David and Jonathan were both equally yoked, and they equally gave um, each other what they needed, and that's just so crucial in a friendship, and if you aren't receiving that, maybe you need to look at that friendship and figure out if they're meant to be in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is, like, we talked about Jesus has showed us how to love sacrificially, right? And that's important, and we can make sacrifices for all different sorts of different types of people in our lives, but... That doesn't mean we're supposed to be a martyr in our friends, like in our friendships, and um, yeah, they they aren't supposed to be one-sided. True Christian friendships, um, both are giving and both are pushing each other towards Christ. It's good. Anyone else? Me? Where's the? Where's the other mic? I don't know where Skyler's at. Hello. Oh, t- disappeared. Um, <laughs> we talked about um, like being happy for your other, like your friends in your life, whether that's like your soul friends or like your acquaintances um, and friendships. We talked about how it's like easy, especially for girls, but I'm I'm sure for guys, too, when you compare your friendships, I mean, obviously, you're not going to be like, man, I hate that you just got that or blah, 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 whatever it was. But um, really actually, like, being happy for them and understanding, like, sometimes your friends get things you don't get and, like, knowing that, like, if that was for you, that God would have given it to you. Mm -hmm. So just, like, respecting your friends and, like, cheering them on and everything and not being jealous in a sense like that. Yeah. That's good. Anyone else? Monica? Bailey? Mike over here. Hello. My name is Annika. Um, so I mentioned this in our leading meeting last night, but I think it's so cool 
um, that Jonathan, like, not only, like, just gives his robe, he gives his tunic, his sword, his bow, and his belt. And, like, I'm sure he was probably like, oh, I kind of want to keep this sword. It's kind of nice. Or, like, I really like this belt. But he still gave it away, and he gave, like, multiple things away um, to David. And so I think it's just, like, an example of, like, literally how a relationship has to be sacrificial because you may have to give more than you want to give. And whether that be, like, giving advice, like, giving, like, hard love or, like, giving up your time. But you may have to give uh, more than you expect or more than you would want. Um, Just help meet that person's needs and love them well um, where they're at. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's sometimes, like, friends are going to be more needy in some seasons than others. Like, you sometimes are going to be the one that's going to have to give and have to lift them up in their dark seasons. And sometimes they're going to be doing that for you. So, yeah, it's really important. Okay, so your action step this week is to spend some time identifying who your soul friends are. So spend some time identifying who your soul friends are. Um, And if you aren't at a place in your life right now that you have soul friends, then think about who you want that to be in your life. Um, And start putting in the work to be vulnerable and to let your walls down and let people know you. Um, and then once you identify those people, I want you to go and tell those people, hey, you are my soul friend, and I'm asking you to be an encourager and to hold me accountable. And so I want you guys to identify those friends in your life, and then also think about ways that you can be a sacrificial friend this week. Um, Think about the ways that you can sacrifice for your friends uh, I'd also encourage you, if you, aren't, if you don't have a, um, a book of the Bible that you're reading right now, to pick one of the Gospels, to pick Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and read through it and um, study the ways that Jesus models friendships. Uh, journal, write it down. How um, can I learn from Jesus and be a better friend? So I'm going to pray for us. Um, and then if you want to spend some time at your table doing prayer requests, you can. If you need to go, you can also go. Um, So that's up to you and your table. Let's pray together. God, we are so thankful that you are our our ultimate friend and that we can lean on you and trust you and know that you are with us at all times, Um, that you are here to love us um, when we are down and here to celebrate with us when we are rejoicing. We're just so thankful for your relationship, and we're thankful that we get to live in community, that you have designed us to get to walk alongside of other believers. And I pray that we would not take that for granted, that we would fight to put aside our desires to be independent um, and to think that we can figure it all out on our own, but that we would fight to be known by the people that are walking alongside of us. God, I pray that we would be humble in our friendships, that we would be willing to be held accountable And that we would know when you're calling us to be bold and speak truth into other people's lives around us, Lord. So give us a spirit of boldness in our friendships. 
be with us this week. Um, help us to fall more in love with you and experience you in new ways. And it's in your name. Amen.